And welcome to a new edition of the Gosha News Sports Podcast. Talking to you right now is sports editor Austin Huff. With me, as always, sports reporter Evan Lee Pack. Evan, uh, we've made it to March, baby. This is March. It's the best time of the year. Did you know that? I don't know if yes. you knew that. There's this is of, March. John according Rossi. to my Twitter feed this morning <laughs> of the taping, March 1st, it is indeed March. Uh, we have made it. Uh, Hoosier hysteria begins in full uh, this week with the boys' basketball sectionals. Obviously, we had girls' basketball Hoosier hysteria uh, wrap up this past weekend. Yep. But the boys now begin this week. And uh, just a little little plug here for later in the podcast for everyone to stick around. We uh, have a full 30-minute interview with Northridge boys basketball coach Scott Radiker previewing some sectional action. A lot of focus on the 4A sectional over at Northside Gym, obviously given Northridge is in that one. But Scott offered his opinions on the 3A1 over at Wawasee, or excuse me, West Noble, 2A1 at Westview, and, and even a little 1A action over at Bethany Christian. So uh, we we taped the interview with him last Thursday. So some of the comments he says are about like preparing for DeKalb. Well, spoiler alert, they beat DeKalb by 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I thought it was a good interview with Scott. I agree. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, it was. It wasn't all serious the whole time. We had some fun with it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he calls out Ed Bentley uh, from Westview at <laughs> yeah. the end. So be on the lookout for that, Ed. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we talk di- deeply into the basketball scene, we got to hit on at least one thing that happened over the weekend. Uh, we had state boys swimming uh, finals, uh, and Northridge and Concord were our two leading teams, although. Probably wasn't as, it wasn't as successful as we've had in years past in boys swimming. You know, Northridge usually can contend a little bit better, and Concord is still kind of a growing younger program. Still got some good swimmers, obviously. But uh, uh, Northridge senior Luke Dibley, excuse me, finished 12th in the 200-yard freestyle, uh, and then he got 9th in the 500 freestyle, uh, 4 minutes, 35 seconds, 35.12 seconds in the 500 his time on Saturday actually was the seventh fastest, uh, but since he did not qualify for the finals on you know Friday from the prelims, he had to re- he can only the highest he could get was ninth. That's so, so weird. Yeah, it's just how it works um, with the state meet. So um, I give and, anyone props who can do a five hundred yard freestyle I, I, under I was, five minutes. I was gonna say, uh, oh, I, I believe you. I believe you mentioned in the past you swam in high school. Can could you swim five hundred yards? Well, I only swam my senior year, and thankfully, <laughs> I only had to do fifty and hundred yard freestyle races. <laughs> Never, uh, I were you? Uh, I would have died if I had to do a five hundred yard freestyle. Were you? Were you good at the fifty or the one hundred? I got under thirty by the end of the season, which I think is decent. In the five, in the fifty, yeah. Oh. So obviously, you know, low twenties is like top best of the best. But I got under thirty by the end of the season, and I felt good with that because <laughs> I had never swam before. So yeah. You know. Well, that's exciting. So I'm glad we glad we went down memory lane there for you. Get the little high school <laughs> plug in there. Yeah. Shout out, shout out high schools in Florida. You know. Anyway, uh, we had a couple of our Northridge kids swim in prelims. Uh, junior Tristan Bratt was in the 200 individual medley, medley, uh, and he got him. And then also they had a 400 relay team of Dibley Bratt, senior Jake Sullivan, junior Caleb Kaufman. Uh, unfortunately, got disqualified. It's kind of a bummer. Um, no idea what their time was, but they got because because they got DQ'd. So, 
left um, the start early or something. No idea. They didn't, off the, the, platform. the results results page did not specify what happened. Hmm. Uh, so they just got DQ'd. But, uh, and then Tommy Brunner over at Concord, sophomore, set a new school record in the 500. He finished 11th overall, time of 4 minutes, 36.27 seconds. Uh, beat a school record that had stood for 11 years. So... Congrats to Tommy. Only a sophomore, so he'll be back, you know, for the next two two more years. And Definitely. Yeah. And then uh, they also had Ethan Smith, who made it to the diving finals. Uh, he got 22nd place. He was in the first batch of diving. Everyone does, like, eight dives, and then they cut off, like, you know, and then they do eight more dives, and they do, like, another cut. Mm-hmm. So Ethan did not survive the first cut. Um, but, hey, he got to state. And that's an accomplishment in itself. He's a junior, so he should be back in contention next year in theory for Concord. Um, and then they had a couple other prelim, couple relays in the prelims. Uh, Derek Angel, Braden Solers, uh, Austin Zimmerman, and Braden Messenger in the 200 medley relay. Uh, and then Solars, Brunner, Zimmerman, and junior Ethan Davies in the 200 freestyle relay. Uh, neither, neither of those advanced to Friday's our Saturday's finals, but um, all those guys are coming back um, for Concord. So they and they won the sectional this past year. So they'll be solid. So again. they won the yeah they won the sectional. They won the NLC. Uh, so they should be back again in theory. Uh, you know, contending for you know more trophies next year. Hopefully, getting more guys to state and getting some better, maybe faster times, and maybe competing down there at, at the state level. So, mm-hmm. um, and then there were some other. Other local guys uh, that you wanted to mention there, uh, Evan, yeah? Yeah, other than Northridge and Concord. Yep. Yeah, we actually had one from Goshen, one from Wawasee that did some prelim, made it to state, did some prelim races. Uh, Nick Zier, Jr. from Zare. Goshen. Zare. Whatever. Nick Zare. Yeah, <laughs> we talked so about funny it for 20 minutes. We talked about this for like 20 minutes Because I was like man. three times I know. before this interview, Zare, I'm like, Zare. Nick Zare, Nick Zare, Nick Zare. Now, now, or, now they're going to like, just you up. know, like that his dad like runs like half the town, man. Like he's going to like sue us or something. Well, I do apologize to Mr. Zare. There you go. So Thank you. you go. Sorry, Mr. Zare. Um, but anyway, Nick, his son, he <laughs> swam in a couple of prelim races, the 200-yard individual medley as well as the 100-yard butterfly. And the 200, he finished under two minutes, minute 59.18. And then the 100, it was under a minute, 53.14. And for Wawasee freshman Nathan Harper, he competed in the 100-yard backstroke, and he swam it in 53 seconds, 53.24 seconds, I should say. So that's a difficult that's a difficult stroke as well. Backstroke and butterfly were definitely the two, two that I always thought were, wow, I don't know how people swim that. But uh, mm-hmm. so good for him, especially since he's a freshman. And Nick's a junior, so he'll be back as well. So. Right. The cool thing about, you know, all the kids we listed off is other than, you know, Luke Dibley and uh, Jacob Sullivan uh, from Northridge, all these kids will be back next year. So hopefully, you know, they turn a slightly down year and do an up year next year with getting more of these guys in better times and maybe all of them get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say obviously boys swimming in Indiana, it's pretty tough when you got schools like Carmel and Fishers and Penn, even this past weekend, had a really nice weekend. Their 200, in, who their 200 medley relay team swam like the fastest time in the state. Or in, uh, obviously in the state, they won the state championship, but they won in the country, I meant. Um, What's a time? 
time. Time. <laughs> they swam the fastest time in the Sorry. whole country. I had to throw um, you under the bus since I got thrown under the bus. I know, that's fine. That's totally fair, honestly. <laughs> I read somewhere that it was maybe the sixth fastest high school time of all time. That 200 they swam. That's that ridiculous. Relay. That's insane. So, congrats to the Kingsmen. They finished fifth. They were the top, like, Michiana performers, I would say, Penn was this year, fifth place. So, uh, kudos to them and their performance. So, uh, yeah, kind of a little bit of a, eh, boy swimming year. But, you know, I'm sure Northridge and Concord will be back next year. Goshen showed improvement. Wawasee showed improvement. You know, the NLC is getting better uh, from top to bottom, which is a good sign for the overall health of the sport. Maybe the top talent isn't as top heavy anymore but you know when you get multiple schools like this sending kids to state that's usually a good sign of like the overall health of the sport right you know in the area so anyway now let's get on to boys basketball this is what we live for in this state this is march 49 other states it's just a game baby you know and here it's a religion hoosiers you know milan 1954 right gotta gotta you know we gotta watch hoosiers tonight we gotta watch Got to get in the mood. Got to watch Hoosiers, you know. So Got to see Hinkle. Gotta, Hinkle on the big stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, movie. yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the past weekend of games uh, that will lead kind of into our sectional previews here and then our interview with Scott Radiker, as we mentioned. Uh, the game you were at Friday night, Northwood 56, Elkhart 51. Panthers have won four in a row now going into the sectional. They kind of are starting to look like the team – that we saw at the beginning of the year that went 9-3 and to start the season. And uh, what were some of your takeaways from the Panthers on Friday night there, uh, Evan? Well, I've covered them three, four times now. And Friday night was probably the best performance all around that I've seen from them. Like, obviously, they've had better offensive performances that I've seen. But defensively, they just did a great job against a very athletic Elkhart team that can score 70, 80 points no problem especially on the road. So they were just – they were the aggressor from the beginning. Physicality, aggressiveness, you could just tell that they were dialed in, ready to win that game, and that that's how they played. And even when Elkhart kind of came back a little bit, mm-hmm. got within three, under two minutes left in the game, they did what they had to do to get stops and make free throws and win a close game. That, that type of game at the end of the regular season mm-hmm. for sectionals, just saying. With yeah. sectionals coming up, it's great. It's great to great pre- to prepare for sectionals with a game like that is what I'm trying right. to say because it yeah. had because it, it had like a postseason feel to it mm-hmm. almost so right and obviously Northwood you know three A team playing a four A school so it's a bigger team to get ready for the tournament you don't want to kind of play a smaller school like to kind of you know warm up like almost a warm up game you almost want you almost want to play those bigger schools exactly. right before so you can get ready for the tourney um, and so they. Get a bye in that 3A sectional 21 over there at West Noble. Uh, they will play the winner of Tippecanoe Valley and Wallasee, who played Tuesday. Uh, Wallasee beat Tippy Valley uh, 58-51 on Friday. So these two teams will play again, you know, three, four days later, uh, which is always interesting. Sometimes that happens, right? You see that teams in the same sectional play each other on the last Friday, and then they got to play each other, you know, four days later. That's the beauty of the blind draw, I guess, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh uh, yeah, so Warriors and, and Vikings will go at it Tuesday at West Obel High School with the winner going to play Northwood. So, uh, Tippy Valley 7-15, and Wawasee 11-11, and Northwood is 13-8. and So, uh, Northwood record-wise, best team in that sectional. 
Uh, second best team in that sectional is West Noble at 12 and 9. They're playing really well right now. Austin Kripe did not miss a shot in Friday's win over Garrett. He went 9 and 9 from the field, scored 23 points. Wow. It's pretty good. I agree. It's, it's pretty good. They won by 31 over Garrett. So Garrett's, Garrett's struggling. So Fair, <laughs> Fairfield beat Garrett last week as well. Dude, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't mean any disrespect to the Falcons, but they're really struggling this year and they beat Garrett. So, uh, yeah, another game that kind of popped off the score sheet there. Concord 64, Westview 58. The Warriors have lost uh, two in a row here. They lost to Fremont, uh, which you were at uh, last Tuesday. And, Wild game. And they lost the uh, outright NECC title. Still earned a share with Central Noble, but lost the outright. And then they lose to Concord by six on the road. And, you know, Westview all of a sudden, they're, you know, they're still got a good record. They're still 17 or 16 and six. But they get Central Noble, who's twenty three and one on Wednesday. The Warriors are struggling. I don't know. This is probably not the best week you would want going into the sectional if you read Bentley. I would agree with that. Obviously, they know a lot about Central Noble though, They're having played them twice. So right. that helps, I think, as far as preparation goes. But yeah, losing to Fremont isn't. I mean, Fremont's a pretty good team. They've been playing well, mm-hmm. and it was a close game overtime. But at the same time, with what was on the line, you know, you'd think they would have came out maybe a little more crisp. Mm-hmm. But as far as Concord goes, that doesn't surprise me just with right. how physical Concord is down low and when they, what they can do to opposing defenses when they're making shots, mm-hmm. like close shots. Because a lot of times Concord is just killing themselves with missing bunnies close to the basket. Like we've talked to Deshaun plenty mm-hmm. of times. When yeah. I've covered a game or you've yeah. covered a game, and he's been like – recently it's been like, yeah, you know, when we don't win these games, we're in it. We miss we miss a couple key shots close to the basket, and that can be the difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they, I mean, they're ten and ten. They had one win last year, so they've already improved by nine wins. It's tied for the fifth most in the state this year. I saw, um, and now they get a game on Tuesday against Elkhart, eight p.m. over at Northside Gym on Tuesday. And uh, what's interesting about this game is when these teams met in the regular season, Elkhart won 77 to 40. Mm-hmm. So on paper, it looks like the Lions should cruise to another win. However, since that game, Concord is eight and three and they're playing with a lot of confidence. You know, they beat Warsaw, you know, they beat Northwood. They beat some teams that they maybe weren't supposed to beat Westview, one of them too, probably. And uh, they have a lot of confidence going in. You know, they had won five in a row there, then lost three in a row. Now they've won three more in a row like they kind of erased that three-game losing streak there so mm-hmm. you know Minutemen I mean that they play Elkhart then if they win that they play Warsaw a team they've beat I mean I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Minutemen could be playing Saturday night for a sectional championship I agree with you that'd be something both the Tuesday matchups for the class 4A sectional four there are very intriguing like yeah. Penn and Goshen have already played this season it was a close game mm-hmm. it was a single digit ending Concord and Elkhart, they're both playing a lot differently. Like that game was, what was it, late December, early January? Yeah, it was right around December, early January, right? Because yeah. they were early into the season. So. so those two teams are obviously completely different at this point as far yeah. as they're playing. I yeah. really think Concord and Elkhart, it was 37 points the first time. I really think it's going to be a close down to the wire game this time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then uh, one other score I wanted to mention just because uh, it's part of the 1A sectional, Fremont. Beat Bethany fifty to thirty seven 
on mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, Fremont, man, playing really well. And you saw them firsthand, obviously, last week against Westview when they beat the Warriors. Uh, and that's a team right now. They're 10-11, and 11, but that record is definitely a little misleading. They're playing some really good basketball. That feels like right now the sectional is theirs to lose at this point, just given how Bethany's kind of struggling right now. Elkhart Christian is hit or miss, and Hamilton and Lakewood Park Christian really aren't striking much fear into anybody right now. It's kind of Fremont's to lose over there. I agree with you. I watched them play Westview, and they have a great inside-out game. They have guys that can make threes beyond the arc, and they have – Couple guys down low that can, are really good when it comes to post moves. They Westview really struggled stopping them. The one guy who was down low, well, one guy had 20 points in the post, right. and then they had someone outside that had made five threes in the game. So it's mm-hmm. like either way, it's tough to kind of defend Fremont at this moment because inside out game's so good, mm-hmm. the way they're rolling. And uh, I mean, I believe Bethany has the tools and has the potential to win. The sectional still, they, yeah. they could beat Fremont. They, they definitely, yeah, they have the pieces. So. But right now, I would agree that, you know, this is probably Fremont's sectional to lose. Mm-hmm. Do we want to make some predictions before we uh, toss to Scott Radiker? Scott made predictions, so we have to, I think we have to make predictions, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. Can't wait to see how wrong they were I know. Know, a week I, from now. I can't either. Uh, 4A, sectional 4, uh, for me, I got. I mean, I don't want to cop out here, but I got to go Northridge, and they're playing really well right now. They've won nine in a row. Beat DeKalb on Friday. That was a solid win for them. Uh, they're eighteen and four. I know Warsaw is playing well too. They've won eight in a row as well. Mm-hmm. And Warsaw beat Northridge earlier in the year, but uh, I think Northridge is motivated. Uh, they had their season cut short last year. They were supposed to be playing in the regional. We asked Scott about that a little bit too, a little more of a tease for the interview. So, mm-hmm. um, give me the Raiders to to threepeat as sectional champions. So, I do like that too, just because, like you said, they've won nine in a row. Last year they won the sectional. Mm-hmm. The regionals didn't happen, so that kind of probably left a sour mm-hmm. taste in their mouths. Their motivation is probably higher than ever at this point. Um, and at the same time, say they get a chance to play Warsaw again. You know, they, they lost to them the first time. So if they get a shot, another shot at them, that's even more motivation. So I do have a hard time picking anyone else in this sectional. I do like Warsaw a lot, especially the way they've been playing. I think Northridge and Warsaw will be the sectional championship game. And I do think it'll be a very close game, but I think Northridge pulls it out in the end. My only thing with Warsaw is I don't know what they're going to look like because they haven't played. By the time they play Friday, they will, will have not have played a game in 13 days. So, and it wasn't because of COVID. Like, they just didn't have any games scheduled last week for the final week of the regular season. It just was a cork in the schedule. Mm. So, will they be rusty on Friday? I know they're a talented team, but, you know, taking 13 days off from game action when Northridge has, you know, they played two games last week and they're going to play on Friday too, obviously. And, you know, you're going to be playing a team in Concord or Elkhart who's, who's played already earlier in the week, so they're kind of, you know, more in game mode. Like, Warsaw, you know, they could go down in that first half because they haven't played in two weeks, maybe, and Concord or Elkhart could easily, you know, upset them. And Concord so, beat them. And Concord beat them, right. So, I mean, I... If they play Concord, that might be an issue. That, I, I think that, they'll beat Elkhart, mm-hmm. but Concord could easily beat them, Yeah, I think. that bottom half of the bracket is really interesting because that Concord-Elkhart winner, like, Warsaw isn't as overpowering, like dominant you know 
where mm-hmm. like it feels like Northridge will beat either Penn or Goshen. You know, Northridge beat Goshen by 22 earlier this year. Penn is playing well right now. They beat Mishawaka this past week. Um, lost to Maryville on Friday, but uh, that's a team Penn. You can't sleep on them. So, but feels like Northridge should win that sectional. I think we we're mm-hmm. kind of agreeing there. Yep. Let's go to sectional 21, and I think you and I are going to disagree a little bit on this one. I think uh, I'm going to go with Northwood. They're playing well. They have the most talent. Uh, West Noble is playing great right now too. I can't take anything away from them. Uh, but when Northwood is playing at their best, they are the best team in the sectional. And right now, they're playing at their best. They've seemed to figure th- some things out. Uh, and they get a bye. You know, they're going to play either a Tippy Valley team or a Wabasee team who maybe isn't as strong as, you know, Lakeland. When Lakeland's playing against West Noble on the top half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, give me the Panthers uh, to win and advance all the way to Newcastle for the regional. Yeah. It's a long drive. So give me the, give me the Panthers. I mean, it's a great pick. Cade Brenner's a baller. You know mm-hmm. the way they pass the ball on offense with Ben Vince, it's really impressive as well. But uh, I mean, West Noble did beat Northwood this season. They did. So I mean, that's something to consider. It was at West Noble. This sectional's at West Noble. Mm-hmm. West Noble's been playing well recently. Yeah, they've been beating up on subbar teams a little bit, but you can just tell that they've kind of flipped a switch. So I like West Noble in a very, very close game over Northwood in the uh, sectional championship. Yeah. I mean, I can't go wrong with that pick, honestly. The Chargers are playing well, and Austin Kripe is at a – like I said, he, he didn't miss a shot in his last game. So he's you see what level he's playing at right now. Mm-hmm. And Brockton Miller down there too, and they're, they're big guys that are starting to uh, contribute as well. So that's a fun sectional. A uh, lot of, you know, five teams – Four teams. I don't know if I don't know if Tippy Valley can win it, but they could. They could. They're they're in it. But right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams won it. Lakeland with Braden Bontrager and Mason Douglas, two seniors, you know, that are in their last year, and obviously Bontrager is the all-time leading scorer for Lakeland boys, and you know he could carry his team to a to two wins easily for sure. You know, Douglas as well is playing well. So uh, let's go to sectional thirty-five in Class Two A. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Central Noble, man. They're just they're playing at such an elite level right now. Um, I think the only team that could maybe beat him is Eastside, to be honest. And that's because Eastside plays Fairfield to start, who has two wins, and then they play Bremen, who's nine and thirteen. So Eastside, in theory, should have an easier path to the Saturday final. Central Noble will have to beat Westview and then more than likely Churubusco. So That is tough. I mean but still, Central Noble is just playing at an, an elite level right now. Uh, Connor, Sejan, Sawyer, Yoder, they're just too good, man. They're just too good Cougars. So, I mean, when you look at the sectional, there's four really, really good teams mm-hmm. in it. It's hard to choose because, yeah, you can look at the 23-1 record and be like, yep, that team's going to definitely win the sectional, no doubt about it. But, I mean, all these teams that played each other, you know, it's like, it's tough to say yes. That's definitely going to happen. But at the same time, it is hard to pick up against Central Noble. I like Westview a lot, what they've done. Churubusco has done some good things this season. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I mean, obviously I'd like to say Westview has a shot at it. Mm-hmm. They do. Right, and they do. Like, I don't want to cast off anybody, like, my but, defiant Central Noble pick. But, like, I, I just don't see them losing. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, And the way they've been playing – doesn't give me a lot of confidence to pick them over Central Noble. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to go 
same pick as you, you know, Central Noble in this one. We'll see. I'll be happy to be wrong. You know? I would be happy to be wrong, so. too. Especially if Westview wins on Wednesday, I'd be super thrilled to be wrong on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then finally, sectional 51, Class 1A over at Bethany Christian. Uh, you know, Fremont's just playing really well right now. And that's this is a sectional with five teams all under 500. Um, but Fremont, you know, they're a 10 and 11 team, but they're not playing like a 10 and 11 team uh, with wins over Bethany and, and Westview last week. Bruins have been struggling a little bit. They're a younger team, so they should they could still beat Elkhart Christian. Like I think they should still win their semifinal game on Friday, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be tough to beat Fremont, I think. I'm not going to count out the Bruins. Kind of like Westview, like I'm not going to count them out, but it's really hard for me not to pick Fremont right now. I agree with that. And, you know, I watched Elkhart Christian play Northwood a couple weeks ago. Yeah, probably less than a couple weeks ago, like over a little over a week. Whatever, ago. they, they whatever, played. They whatever played. it was, yeah. And they really did a good job of keeping it close in the first half. I was impressed with the way they shot the ball, especially outside. Um, so it wouldn't shock me at all. In the first game, Elkar Christian, Bethany Christian was a really close games, two point game, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, it was pretty close. I don't know if it was within two. I think it was. It was close. I know that was it was close. So definitely less, definitely single digits. Right. I should have written it down on my sheet. I didn't write it down. I, did, I didn't think you were going to ask me this. So. I do believe it was a close game. I was I, wrong. You, you were with wrong Scott earlier. Rocker yeah, yeah. With Scott. In the Thursday interview <laughs> about a game. Yeah. But this one, I'm pretty sure, is a close game. Yeah. So, so, uh, so got, I really think Elkar Christian has a great shot of beating Bethany. I know they're missing a couple players, but if they shoot the ball well from outside, I mean, that's the great equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. So. Right. But yeah, like you said. If Bethany wins, they get past Elkhart. You know, they got to play Fremont eventually. That's probably going to happen. It's probably going to be Fremont and yeah, Bethany. I, I, Hamilton's not going to beat Lakewood Park Christian, and I don't know if Lakewood Park Christian can beat Fremont. Yeah. So, LPC beat Bethany a couple weeks ago, but Bethany was without their best player. Uh, yep. Beck Willems with an eye injury. So, so that's a big, um, that's a yeah. big thing. Man, we got four interesting sectionals here, man. It's going to be a fun week. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's kind of like the girls were like, I don't know who's going to win any of these for the most part. So that's kind of cool. It like gives you some excitement of like, you know, there's some so unpredictability. Both, we did both pick Fremont, right? I think we did. Yeah. I picked Fremont. Okay. Yeah. Excited so the only thing we're going to maybe be wrong on, like the only one we're disagreeing on is sectional 21. I've got Northwood and you've got West Noble. Yep. So, okay. Well, I can't wait to wait. All four of them are wrong next week. So that'd be hilarious. That would be really amazing actually. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so now let's get to our interview with uh, Northridge coach Scott Radiker. He was gracious enough to give us some time to talk about high school basketball, and uh, he made some picks too. We talked about that. Um, again, it's beef with Ed Bentley, uh, beef and air quotes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a fun interview. So here you go. Here is uh, Scott Radiker. And we are joined now by current Northridge head boys basketball coach, Scott Radiker. Uh, Scott, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk a little boys basketball with us here as we get ready for the sectional tournament. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, just full disclosure for the people listening at home, we taped this the Thursday before sectional. So some of the records and stats we might throw out here are not as up to date. So check uh, John Harrell's website if you need to any records updated or, you know, follow us on Twitter, Goshen News, you know, we'll, we'll tweet them out. We, so, the you know, updates. maybe Scott's going to tweet them out too. Who knows? Um, Never so, know. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate it, appreciate it as always, Scott. 
And uh, let's just kind of get going. We'll start uh, right at the top. Let's talk a little bit about your team this year, man. You're 17-4 and four going into your final game here of the regular season. Uh, how do you feel like your team is playing at this point heading into March? Well, I really feel like we've been coming together just like the last two seasons. I mean, we finished um, the first season on a pretty good winning streak, and uh, last season, obviously, we did too. And, um, you know, the guys just, you know, the last three years, they've just done a great job uh, staying the course. You know, our toughest part of our season is the mid, right in the middle of the season, uh, really toughest part. I mean, when we're playing and usually in Noblesville this year, we went to Chesterton and uh, you know, we really get tested throughout that stretch, and then we're able to make some adjustments, and, and uh, you know, we get exposed big time in those games, and uh, we're able to make some adjustments and improve on them down the stretch. And um, our guys are playing unselfish basketball; they're playing hard. We're a lot better defensively than we were uh, several weeks ago. So, just really happy with with how far we've come. And coach, you're really on a similar win streak this season, you know, compared to last year going into the tourney. Uh, how much, you know, how much momentum at this point of the year plays a factor going into the postseason? You think? Well, I mean, I think it's big. Anytime you can go into the tournament on any kind of winning streak, um, you know, it, it's good for the kids. It, it's confidence for the kids. Um, you know, we're hoping we can close it out, close the season out tomorrow with a with a big win here at home against a, a good DeKalb team. But uh, you know, our, our guys are like I said. I mean, our guys are excited, and if you can go in on a, you know any kind of winning streak, uh, I think you're ahead of the game because the kids just have that confidence heading into sectional play. Right. Let's kind of focus a little bit on the sectional and kind of in general. Um, you know, you've been in this situation before uh, at previous place at North Montgomery where. Uh, you were the two-time defending sectional champion like you are this year. Um, what do you remember from that going into that 2007 sectional with North Montgomery that you could maybe use uh, for this year uh, with your team going for a third straight sectional? Well, you know, I, I think every year is a little bit different, uh, a lot different. Actually, your team's different. Uh, you know, this year, this year, you know, I've, I've always stressed with our guys, uh, no matter where we're at in the season. Um, we take it one day at a time. Every day is a new day. And our goal is uh, just to be a little bit better uh, when we leave the practice floor or we leave the game floor, be a little bit better than we were the day before. And that, that doesn't change as we head into the to the postseason. I don't care if we've won 15 in a row, six in a row, lost five in a row. You know, our, our goal is always to be better than the last time we stepped on the floor. So, um we continue to stress that with these guys, and uh, we, you know, we've, we've been telling them, you know, you need to, we need a stubborn, stubborn determination to do the things we do, uh, and that's what we've been talking about for the past week and a half, two weeks. We got, we got to be stubbornly determined to not be thrown off course with the things we've been doing as of late that have helped us be successful down the stretch here. I tell Evan to be stubbornly determined all the time as well. So, so far, so good, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to do, man. Yeah, it's it to is. Do. It's good advice, though. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, looking at the sectional, it really fell out pretty well balanced as far as who got the buys record-wise. Um, every coach kind of has a different answer, but uh, how do you feel as far as the buy goes? Do you like having a buy, or would you have rather have started, you know, the first game right off the bat. Well, I mean, you know, being in it as long as I have, you know, we we had there was one stretch between North Montgomery and Lafayette Jeff where uh, my teams drew the bye 
like eight straight years. You know, <laughs> it got to be just a running joke. You know, coaches would text me, I can't believe it, here we go again. You know, <laughs> Radiker's got to buy. But uh, this is the first time we've had it. We, you know, we've, we've had to play three games the last two years to win it. And, and uh, you know, I, I think – when you're playing well down the stretch, it doesn't bother you to play on Tuesday night. Uh, you know, you just want to keep – because as most teams have with makeup games and all this stuff, you've been playing two games a week at least, maybe three, uh, you know, to get games in. And so we've been playing a lot of Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Saturday. Uh, you know, so playing and opening up on a Tuesday wouldn't wouldn't be all that bad. But, I, you know, I'm not – believe me, I'm not um, complaining about having the bye because, you know, when you got – you know, uh, you know, it gives our kids a little extra rest – uh, with some of the dings they've been battling with here lately and uh, gives us, you know, an extra four days to get ready, allows us to give them Saturday off to get ready for a big week on, you know, Monday through Thursday, uh, four good days of practice before either Penn or Goshen, whoever we play that night. So, you know, either way, I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of control over that, so I don't really have a, I don't have any control over it. I was going to say, no one has any control over it, really. So I don't really have a preference there, but, you know, if if you're really playing well, though, it's it's not a bad thing to, to go in and play on Tuesday. Well, speaking of that, are you worried, I mean, having to wait a whole week to lose potentially any of that momentum? Are you worried at all coming out rusty? I mean, it's only a week, but still, are you worried losing any momentum? In a um, no, not really. We'll handle practice the right way this week to where we can try to simulate some things in practice to where they get some game speed stuff going on a Tuesday, um, you know, things like that. But obviously you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get the atmosphere of a sectional, but I'm just saying, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do things to get them ready. But that's the other side of it. Our guys in the past three years have, when we've had, you know, four days to prepare, uh, we've been really good. Uh, the last several years, at least four days. Like going into the regionals, we were, I mean, first year against Munster, we were we had five days and we were just, you know, we were ready to go. The kids were locked in. Uh, you know, the coaches did a great job all working together on the scouting report, uh, just like we're getting ready right now for either Goshen or Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's nice because when you have a focus group like this, to be able to have four days to get through stuff and be ready to go into a tough weekend of basketball, it's, you know, it, it, it it's going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to be good for us. Just curious, you know, how much do you spend preparing for the other half of the bracket as well? Um, obviously, you got to get, you got to be win Friday to get to Saturday. But do you uh, tell anything with the players about Warsaw or Concord or Elkhart, or are you just solely focused on Penn and Goshen at this point? We're solely focused on Penn and Goshen. We do have, you know, we'll have coaches that'll be on Elkhart, on Concord, on. Uh, Warsaw, you know, uh, getting stuff ready uh, for that Saturday night. So we have, you know, when Friday ends, um, we're going to have a report ready to go for the kids right in the locker room. Uh, We'll be able to give it to them right away, and then they'll be able to read through it that night. We'll have video ready for them to watch that night on their own, and then we'll come in and go through our walkthrough on Saturday morning. So, yeah, we we split up the tasks amongst the coaching staff and – you know, our guys. Well, I got a great coaching staff, very knowledgeable. Uh, they, they've done an awesome job for us, and uh, you know, so whoever it is on a Saturday night, if we're fortunate enough to get there, um, you know, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. Just like you know, we're, we're starting to already get ready for Goshen and Penn right now. So we're not just waiting until Tuesday night to do that. So uh, you know, we're going to have scouting reports ready to go on both of them going into Tuesday. 
a lot of a lot of long nights, early mornings, coffee, um, probably Red Bull. Yeah. What's, what's the drink of choice for you, Scott, to get through a week like this? <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't. I used to drink a lot of. I'm not a big coffee guy. I used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew, but I had to give that up because the caffeine was <laughs> killing me, going along with the stress of the mm-hmm. of coaching. But uh, you know. I mean, my best drink, my go-to is Crazed Energy here in town. I go there, you know, three, four times a week for protein shakes. It's not a lot of caffeine to keep me awake. But, you know, just the the thought of of uh, not being prepared and losing because you're not pre- prepared is enough to keep you awake. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's huge. It really does keep you awake. I, when I start dozing off and getting tired, I know we're probably ready to go as far as the coach's <laughs> scouting report. So, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. That's great, for sure. And, Scott, when you look at your first, I mean, two opponents, either Goshen or Penn, you played both of them, obviously. Penn was a little closer than Goshen. But overall, from each team, on each side, what kind of difficulties does each team kind of present from a scouting, when you look at the scouting report and after you've played them? Uh, well, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Goshen, uh, you know, they played it. We, we played a really close first half with them, and they're really stingy defensively, uh, you know, uh, Coach does a great job there getting his kids to play hard and disciplined on the defensive end. And they got two real capable scores that we would have to deal with and, and, uh, and pay attention to, you know, in, in, um, in Hill and, um, uh, drawing a blank for crying out loud. Hogan. <laughs> Hogan. Yeah. Hill and Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. yeah. How could I miss him? Um, <laughs> but he's a stud. They're both, you know, Hill came in here and had eight threes against us last time. And, uh, we were fortunate enough to get the win. So, you know, at that time of year, you know, I know, I know coach will have the team ready to play and 10, you know, we went in there and shot the ball really well, executed really well. We, our zones were big for us that night. Um, really kept their guards contained and kept them. We rebounded pretty well that night against their size. You know, Penn, Penn's a scary team because they they're playing pretty well right now. They got, you know, a couple good wins underneath their belt, the last three good wins under their belt the last three games. And and uh, they got two real solid guards that are just quick as can be and can score at all three levels. And, and they got size to go along with it too. And uh, Applegate can, you know, when he gets hot, he can really get going from three. So, you know, either matchups, it's going to, it's going to provide some different uh, uh, um, challenges for us in terms of what we're going to have to do defensively and what we're going to have to do offensively against what they do defensively. So uh, looking forward to it though. It's fun preparing. It's, you know, that's the most fun part for me. The games are fun, but preparing and getting a plan together is Man, there's nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, I think that Penn Mishawaka score was kind of an eye uh, eye raiser a little bit. Like, hey, like Penn maybe maybe more formidable than they have looked. Their record might not be as glamorous, but they beat Mishawaka pretty soundly. So that was kind of a game that caught my attention at least. Is man, that's that's a dangerous uh, that's a dangerous team. I think a lot of people thought with this entire sectional, you got six teams that could easily you know, win a game or two or win the whole thing potentially in this one. I think it's maybe one of the more balanced sectionals in the area. Would you agree with that? Oh, there's no doubt. You know, very balanced, very competitive. You got, I think you got a couple teams in there that are better than their record shows. Um, you know, you got Penn at nine and ten. I think I think they're better than that. Elkhart's at eleven and ten. I, you know, they could be better than their record. You know, I mean, it's just. You know, it's a you know, Concord's already went on the road and won at Warsaw, and they we were in a a battle with them uh, at halftime at their place. And, uh, you know, it's just it, – it's going to be an amazing sectional because you can't fall asleep. If you fall asleep one night, you're done. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. 
So obviously a lot of different pieces have to fall a lot of different ways for this to potentially happen. We had a really close game towards the beginning of the season with Warsaw, close, close, low scoring game. How much motivation do you think it is to, you know, potentially get a shot to play them again in this sectional? Well, I mean, it was close for, we got down 12, nothing. And then we got down 18 to two <laughs> at the half. We, we came back and you now it's 21 to 18. We came out, scored the first two points, had a three in and out that could have given us the lead in the second half. Then they went on another big run. And, you know, we ended up, we ended up losing by 15, but we learned a lot that game about our defense and our offense. Uh, we had a lot of good looks that we missed that kids are hitting right now. Uh, you know, they played a little triangle and two against us and mm-hmm. kids, kids that are hitting shots pretty consistently right now didn't hit them that night. Uh, they did hit some shots and, and that was a difference. Uh, you know, that was a difference in the game. I, I think it was very competitive after we got down, it was very competitive for a good stretch. Um, and then, uh, like I said, we, you know, we, we missed a lot of shots, took a lot of bad shots. Uh, they took advantage of that eventually. And like I said, ended up, you know, escaping with a 15-point win. But, you know, it reminds me a lot of a couple of years ago when we went there and played, uh, when we won our first sectional. We we uh, went there and played, and it was ugly. We got, you know, we didn't get drilled, but we didn't play well. We didn't run anything right. We didn't we didn't play much defense. And, you know, we were able to battle back and, and get them in a sectional. And, I'm, you know, hopefully, you know, if, we, if we're fortunate enough to get there and we do play them, you know, hopefully we can, you know, do the same thing again. I know either way it's going to be a, just an absolute battle with whoever we play, and uh, that's what makes it fun, though. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting sectional like we talked about, but uh, I, I love talking about the 4A sectional, but obviously we have some other teams from our coverage area that you guys have played this year in other sectionals and kind of wanted to venture down to that sectional 21 and 3A. Um, another one's kind of balanced on, on paper, and obviously you've played Wallace, Lakeland, Northwood, um, you know, when you kind of are in a sectional where any team can win it, what's kind of the mindset uh, for you as a coach when you kind of see a sectional like that one down there uh, with four teams all kind of in similar records and places right now? Well, I mean, you just, I mean, as players, you, you never know what the player's mindset is going into a game. It's hard to tell. I mean, they can say they're focused, you know, they can tell you all these things. I, I, I've always said, you know, you got a bunch of, 16, 17 year olds running around with your paycheck out on the floor uh, <laughs> in the games, but uh, no you know, you just, no, no pressure at all. But you just, you just don't know, you know, uh, what's going to happen. So you do your best during the week uh, with the kids, putting them in situations to build some mental toughness, uh, you know, and uh, and then you got you got to let it go on on game night. I mean, especially in a balanced sectional like this, like sectional 21. I mean, I, I think it's you know it's going to be a there's a lot of teams that could win that sectional, obviously, um, looking at it right now. Uh, we just played Lakeland. They got two real capable scores. Um, they've been playing a little bit better as of late. Uh, you know, Wawa C's had some big wins this year, and uh, they I know they lost at Northwood earlier in the year. But, uh, you know, if it does come down to that, uh, them playing each other in, uh, on Friday night, that could be a really, really great basketball game. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that because uh, I think, you know, anyone – West Noble, I haven't seen them play much this year. We've gotten some of their films, but uh, sitting at 11-9, and nine, and I know they've had some really good wins this year, so you can't fall asleep on them either. Yeah, it's a really interesting sectional, I think. So um, Northwood, too, obviously, you played them to a tough game earlier in the season, and they found some mojo as well lately here, winning three in a row against Lakeland and the other likes that. Um, so it should be good, good sectional. I'm intrigued. Um, it's yeah, I'd, I'd probably give the edge to probably looking at it, give the edge to Northwood, but 
I mean, after playing them, you know, uh, you know, Coach Wolf does a great job defensively. His kids are, were tuned in and locked in defensively. They had some good young scores who are probably a little more seasoned now as we get later in the year. And, um, you know, so I'm sure, you know, he's going to have those guys those guys ready to play. But, but like I said, in a sectional like that, you look at all the records, you look at the, the body of work from all the teams, and it's just you just don't know what's going to happen. It could, it could be any one of five teams. So, I wish I wish we could know what was happening. It would make planning a lot easier for that's us. That's a good uh, point. You know? That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, Coach, if you look at uh, the Class 2A Sectional 35, got some pretty great teams in there with Central Noble, Westview, Cherubusco as well. Eastside has a pretty good record. With the way it fell, first-round game right off the bat, it's Westview Central Noble, probably the two best teams in the sectional. You played Westview earlier in the season. That was a close win. That part's accurate, unlike <laughs> unlike what I said before. Um, <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on that sectional, and what do you think about that first-round matchup just right away Central Noble? Well, you know, and I haven't had a chance to see Central Noble. Obviously, they're twenty-one and one, and you know they've got they've got it going pretty well this year. And I've heard a lot of great things about their team. Uh, but you know, Westview and Central Noble have split on the season. Um, you know, two obviously two pretty close games. You know, Westview went them by six earlier in the year uh, at home, and then they played uh, Central Noble on a neutral floor and lost by five. I, that game is going to be. Oh, an all-out war. I just, I wish I could see it. I, actually, I might hey, be able you to. You could Wednesday be able night. to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Wednesday night. I just noticed that. Tickets uh, are sold out, though. Tickets are sold out, so you're gonna have to be like a scout or something or a college. Oh, that's all right. Reporter. I'll, I'll yeah. find it online. I'll sit at home and find it online. <laughs> Follow <laughs> my, my Twitter recliner. updates. Follow my Twitter updates. That's that's a plug. I'll, I'll be can, at the game, so. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got Cherbusco too, man, who I haven't seen play on either, but 16 and three. Um, you know, I've seen some of their scores this year, just looking at scores every night, you know, when teams play. And uh, obviously a team that has enough firepower to win the sectional there. And had a chance to see Eastside on film uh, just actually today and last night uh, as we scouted the Kelb. And, uh, you know, 13-6, and six, uh, a team that looked like they could shoot the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, did a pretty good job defensively against the Kelb. You know, that's a team that obviously, you know, you don't want to fall asleep on either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, asking just as a coach, you know, when you see a bracket fall like that one in two way where, you know, you're going to have to play an elite team in the first round like Westview and Central Noble have to play each other like that. And the winner more than likely gets Cherubusco, another great team. Just for you as a coach, when you had to when the bracket maybe didn't fall your way, unlike when you were at Lafayette, Jeff, um, like what what do you have to do to like mentally prepare for that and get your team ready for a, a big game like that in the first game of the sectional well you know i I think i think that's something when we were when i was at noblesville as an assistant coach um the first year we went to class basketball we were ranked uh we were ranked fifth in the state and um pike high school who was just loaded that year was ranked um third in the state and we drew each other in the six o'clock game uh (laughs) on tuesday night in the sectional and uh uh ended up um Ended up losing. We had a shot at the buzzer. Tom Coverdale, who went to IU, uh, he ended up with a three. He got he definitely got fouled. This isn't just a coach whining. I mean, he got fouled. Uh, the ball was ten feet short of the rim. He hadn't shot a shot like that since his first shot of his freshman game. That he finally got in the game. Uh, you know, right. when he started as a freshman. But um, you know, and the officials took off and ran out the floor and. 
it was an ugly scene there. But um, you know, he would have had three free throws that could have won us a game. But uh, so we ended up losing that. But then it was the next year we uh, we had to play. We beat Pike, beat Pike, and had to play North Central the next game with Jason Gardner. Um, and it was a tall task. We were right in the game and ended up running out of gas. But I, I, I think to prepare for – it's not something you just do when the sectional hits. It's something you're working towards all year long. You know, you set up your schedule in a way where maybe you got to play two tough games on a weekend. You Your practices are challenging to the point where – you know, the kids got to focus and play through fatigue and, and play through adversity. Uh, I don't think it's something you can just flip a switch on sectional week and say, oh, gosh, we got to beat these two teams. We better get them ready. You know, you, hopefully you've been preparing all season uh, for a, a possibility like this and a moment like this. Mm-hmm. Is this where we ask if we should seed the sectionals or no? <laughs> I, you know, I, I've always said if they're going to go class basketball, they should be seated. You know, I, I've always thought that, you know, if it's one class and everybody's playing the same tournament, then yeah, blind draw it, that's fine. But I, I think with sectionals, it should be, it should be seated. Thank I you really for do. joining. Thank you for joining the right side of this. Tournament, <laughs> yeah. <so>. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. You know, it, you know it'd take a little, I mean, you could go pretty much right off the Sagarin, I guess, but I mean, there's some other things you could do probably to help with seating. Right. Um, so there's a know, formula. There's states that do it. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a formula. Yeah, and there's states that seed it. New York, where I played in high school, uh, grew up in New York and played there, and uh, it was all seeded, and not everybody made the tournament in New York. So um, it was pretty interesting there, but they they seeded the the sectionals and everything. So Yeah. Well, Coach, obviously last season was tough with the pandemic, you know, winning the sectional, and then poof, you know, regionals, regionals are non-existent. How how much motivation has that been? Do you think for your team to, and especially in the sectionals here, is it going to be to you know we got to get back there because we missed out on it last season? Yeah, I I, I didn't have to say anything about that. You know, we our kids were <laughs> our kids jumped on that right away. Um, you know, and they 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 talk about missed opportunities last year. Now they're you know the, the, ever since you know we got at it, we were able to get back in the gym in the summer. Even on Zoom meetings, they were talking about unfinished business this year and. Um, you know, hoping to get another chance of winning a sectional and getting to advance to Michigan City and and actually getting a chance to to play the regional this year. It was disappointing. You know, we were playing really good basketball. Culver Academy was playing really – anyone in the regional was playing really good basketball. But, right. you know, we we were – I told everybody, you know, you'd rather get in that regional and get beat in the first round than end like we did. I mean, you want that opportunity to play all four teams and our regional did and um, – it's a shame. It's a. It's understood why they had to do it. I mean, it's not like we were the only regional that canceled. I mean, yeah. college tournaments were getting canceled. Everybody. I mean, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision, but it is. It is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I joked with Evan beforehand that I was going to ask you that Trey Galloway, Galloway was just afraid to play you guys, and that's why the section, the regional got canceled, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been a heck of that. a battle, man. That would have been a heck of a battle. You guys like, I think against it that been. team. Yeah. The way you guys you know, shoot the ball, just you know, it would have been amazing to watch. Um, you know, as physical as that, we were worried about the physicality right. that, that they brought to the table. But you're right, it, we would have pulled them outside a little bit. It would have been interesting to see uh, mm-hmm. what would have happened. Uh, yeah. And then the other game was going to be really good too with Valpo and Merrillville. Uh, yeah. You know, so it would have been an awesome regional. But um, again, something I don't have total control over. So mm-hmm. you try not to worry about it too much, and you just hope you get another opportunity for this group of seniors. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, quickly before we before we get forget about it, there's we do cover one other sectional, uh, sectional 51 and 1A. I know these are schools you usually don't see uh, probably any tape of during the year, but um, you know all five teams are kind of below 500. Fremont though picked up a huge win over Westview this past week. Um, you know, do do you uh, think that records matter as much when you get to the tournament like that, or like who, how you're playing or who you've played? Do you think do you think that weighs more of a factor? I think I think how you're playing is is the biggest factor as you head in. I you know I'm you know the Fremont kids they gotta they gotta have some obviously like you said they gotta have some confidence. Like I said I don't know a lot about these teams because um, I haven't even as I was looking through them um, I haven't even seen many of them on tape. I've seen a little bit of Bethany Christian on tape, uh, seen their scores a little bit. Obviously Hamilton's had a rough year. Um, <laughs> yeah. You look at the score differentials there, that's, you, you feel for the kids and the coach there. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at some matchups here and you look at records, I mean, it looks like, I mean, Bethany Christian at 10 and 11 playing Elkhart Christian at 7 and 12, uh, you know, should be probably going to be a decent game there Friday night. And, uh, you know, Fremont coming in, you know, may have the slight edge, uh, you know, to to win this thing, uh, just just because of the way they're finishing the season right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, you know, you don't you can say no to this. You know, you don't feel any pressure. But uh, pretty, yeah, any predictions for the sectional that you are not participating in? Oh, okay, the one I'm not participating I mean, in. I think you're going to pick Northridge to win your sectional. So I no, unless you got someone else, I'm not you want to pick someone else. I'm not giving anybody any bulletin board material. <laughs> All right. You're not getting that out of me. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be a battle. That Our sectional is going to be an absolute battle. It's going to be fun for the fans to watch. It's just going to be, you know, a great atmosphere, the best atmosphere we can get uh, at this time. So, uh, But if I'm looking at the, uh, you know, if I'm looking at sectional 21 and 3, I already said I would probably give North Northwood a slight edge there. Um but gosh, you know, I've I've also seen Wawasee play some really good basketball. I've seen Lakeland and West Noble both play some really good basketball. So you got four. I don't know a lot about Tippy Valley, uh, so I'd probably give Northwood the edge in that in that sectional by a little bit. Um, and then a two-way. My goodness, put it in a hat <laughs> between a few of those teams and pick one out. But um, you know, I I would not count out uh, Coach Bentley's team at Westview sitting at 16 and five. I know uh, he's he does an amazing job uh, defensively with his kids, and Westview's just been steady all year long in what they're doing. Um, like I said, I, I don't know a lot about Central Noble just from what I've heard from some other people, but uh, you know, I I, li- I like Westview's chances to come out of there uh, a little. But but like I said, it's going to be. I mean, they got to beat Central Noble, Cherbusco. I mm-hmm. mean. And then Eastside, probably. And then Eastside, East yeah. or even Bremen's had a couple big wins this year, yeah. too. So, it's a good sectional. You know, yeah, it's a it's a really good sectional. And, and, and what you worry about if you're Westview is, you know, you win those two huge games and then you play uh, Bremen or Eastside, who are no slouches by any means. But what are your kids thinking going in? You hope going into a sectional championship that they're locked in and 100% focused and not feeling too good about themselves just because of the two wins they just had. You know, they got they haven't accomplished anything yet you know i mean so you know if they're just looking at records and they're saying oh well we beat the other two best teams in the tournament this is it it's ours then you get beat 
So if, if my head coach was Ed Bentley, I would be locked in 24 <laughs> seven. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, man. He gets, a, he gets after him pretty good. And, uh, I love it. Christian, just a jokingly question. Have, have people confused you and Ed when you wear your masks at the games? Cause like you guys look very similar with the masks on. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little more ripped than him muscular. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wow. That's a joke. Bulletin board material. <laughs> yeah, that's the bulletin board for next year, game one yeah. for Coach Bentley. Yeah, no. that's funny. That's great. No, he's a great guy, great great coach, even greater human being. And we've gotten along. I've loved competing against him. And some people may. You know, the bald head, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> but bald is beautiful. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever you say. You know, you're the, you're our guest, so obviously we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with right. it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Scott, right. Scott, we really appreciate the time, as always, for coming on. Uh, I know, like I said, you're very busy getting ready for the sectional. and uh, But, again, we appreciate the time, as always, uh, for coming on. Hope you had a good time talking to us, a little basketball and a little previewing the sectionals in the area. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really was excited when you guys asked me. I love talking hoops anytime. So uh, I wish you guys the best through the tourney here uh, as you follow it and safety, safe travels to you guys and uh, as you go to watch the games. And um, we'll probably see you down the road somewhere. For sure. Appreciate Thank it, you, Coach. Thank, thank you, Scott. And uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I want to thank Northridge head coach Scott Ratker for joining us once again. Uh, we will be back next week to recap all of Scott's predictions and uh, go, go from there with the boys' basketball sectional. So we will see you next week.